Hi, Amber. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how you doing? Good. <laughs> what nice time is it there? It's 7 p.m. It's 7 p.m. and it is 11 a.m. here in Southern California. Mm. So. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good evening. Good everything. You have a nice zone there. It looks oh, like a I room I'd like to place. step into. Mm. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I see uh, energy healing clients here and mm. work with people here. It's very peaceful. It's a little cottage. It, it's a step outside sometimes. I'm like, why is it so quiet? This is Los Angeles. Um, like my little yard and the hummingbirds and the butterflies. And uh, it's very peaceful. You, and then I and then I get in the car and I drive two blocks and there's Ventura Boulevard and traffic, uh, and, <laughs> you know, pollution. But yeah. yeah, got a little slice of heaven here. So uh, yeah, that's good. So I tend to not be very kind of get prepared or write a big list or anything and nothing in me really wants to do that either yeah oh I um, get it but I just had a quick look at your website there because I knew you sent me a website just to see if any kind of something comes you know when I see it and it's not the first time I mean I have looked at them before um but I was drawn then to your I, I saw your a big list of your skills you know oh. all your kind of skills <laughs> that you have I was like wow she's so amazing you have so many talents oh. you're very talented well, thank you <laughs> I do a lot of different things. I think yeah. we're all multidimensional. Yeah. I think it's good whenever I see people that are talented, like I like to think like this, like they're really all the talents of God <laughs> or something, oh. you know, and they're all like, well, like some people are more blessed <laughs> to have them more talents come through, but they all belong to the one. Well, thank you. It's true. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of it. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, but it, you know, it has been so funny that you, you saw all these different things that I do. I think at times it's been confusing too, because, you know, from a very young age, I wanted to be an actress and tell stories. That was important to tell stories so people wouldn't feel so alone. That was mm -hmm. my mission as a child mm -hmm. and a teen. Um, you know, and I got into singing, became a, classically trained mm. um, singer for a little while and then was like, oh, this isn't my path and mm. went to acting school and, you know, all that stuff and 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 got into stand-up comedy right around the time I got into Buddhism. And mm. um, and I, I think ha doing all these different things, and then I think you're also you're talking about all the different things that I offer on my spiritual, the spiritual work mm. website with the energy healing sessions and the channeling yeah. events and the full moon circles and you know it's sometimes it, it um has felt overwhelming through the years of like what am i supposed to focus on god you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what you know what is going on and um you know just the longer i'm on this path and living this life it's like integration is the name of the game right with yeah. everything yeah everything whether it's our talents our gifts our abilities or integrating mm -hmm. our you know the our absolute nature with our relative nature right yeah it's integrating i feel like that's so important and uh, i think the, i think that's my exploration and what i'm kind of kind of i'm just interested in exploring through conversation or whatever because a lot of the spirituality that i've been drawn to up until now was wasn't about integrating at all it was really mm -hmm. just about discovering who you are you know and uh -huh. just letting go yeah. of everything else and kind of just like putting almost like 
which I think many people do. You know, we just kind of put our life on hold or just look yes. in the other direction for a while. And like, I wouldn't put that down because like for me, it was very important, you know, and like there was an urge for that. Like, you know, there can for be a sure. very strong urge that like nothing is important except for finding God or recognizing that right. you're not alone, really. Right, um, right. But then somehow, yeah, it does feel like a kind of a very natural um, progression or something to want to integrate all of life because if you don't integrate then you're actually you're keeping things separate so if you recognize you are not separate but all of this like whatever it is acting or yep. something that's separate from me that's something different <laughs> then you're keeping separation alive inside yourself that's almost. right ding 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 yeah. yeah just love hearing you talk about this because mm. you know it, it's an important teaching to set aside um you know, our personality and to not get sucked into personality, right? And our conditioning, yeah. our wounding, all that stuff. And sort of like, well, what's always been here? Mm. What's the backdrop? What's the foundation? What's the canvas upon which all this is appearing, right? Yeah. It's it's an important teaching, but it's a teaching. Mm. And it's not the end of the line, as you as you yeah. just so beautifully put. It's um it's a natural progression because we're we're like nature mm. we're like nature so so we're meant to evolve you know yeah that this life this human life that we're each living is meant to evolve mm. somehow like you know i'm imagining if there was like a little flower or something or a little plant and then it just pops a little flower out and then it's like oh i'm i'm done now yeah, exactly know? but right? actually no like maybe we don't know what it wants to grow into and often plants and flowers like they sprout another one here another one there and yeah. they can grow like they can surprise us flowers. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know yeah yeah for sure and they they need um you know maybe a little more sunlight a little more water they're not as mm -hmm. vibrant if they're kept in the shade but then you move the pot a little bit to the right and it gets the morning sun or the afternoon sun and then it starts yeah. to perk up and you know, we're, we're like that too. We're nature. And yeah. yeah, it's like the, the, the longer I'm on, you know, this, this path um, of unfoldment, you know, this spiritual awakening journey that we're all on, it's the more, I just feel like um, more like nature, you know, and, yeah. and that is, it involves everything, yeah. you know, it's everything working together, all the elements, all the pieces. I wonder, um, yeah, I wonder if I can engage your inner mystic and ask you a question. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, go so for it. The reason why I'm using those words is I don't usually use those words, but I just looked at your website and it said mystic. And then there is the meaning for the word mystic. Mm -hmm. I said mm -hmm. mystic. It said something like one who has direct experience with their their own divine nature or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really like that word. It's a good, good word. Nice. <laughs> um, but I'd like to ask you from that place. And you said like it can be a bit confusing for people, you know, when they're wanting to integrate their whole life experience into their divine nature that they're recognizing. And I see that, you know, I know many people who are um, kind of awakening, I suppose. Um and they can get very confused when you talk on different levels <laughs> you know like maybe you're yeah, talking right. about your life and they're they're kind of like oh are you not interested in god anymore 
So I was like, well, oh, <laughs> you know, I can say, wait a minute. I thought it was all God. What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I wonder if there's some kind of a way we could explore or look at things in a way that can kind of clear up the confusion about, you know, really allowing ourselves to flower, you know, allowing our, our human, our unique humanness mm -hmm. and our unique human nature to flower without imagining that it's something different than our divine nature yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> it's um, a beautiful exploration. Mm. Um, and yeah, a mystic is one who has direct experiences of the divine, isn't just reading a book or going to Dharma talks, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, satsang and going like, well, you know, there isn't really a self, so I'm not hungry or, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. It's these, it's this direct knowing, this direct knowing. And um, and so that's why that word appeals to me. And we can have experiences of the divine on all levels, our own divine nature, and our own divine nature or true nature takes many forms. You know, yeah. emptiness, the formless wants to take shape. I mean, otherwise we'd all be you know, a, a formless, the mm. absolute would just hang out as formless, mm. uh, you know, the formless, and it, it wants to take shape. So here we are in our unique lives. So nothing really is a mistake, you know. Mm. So, you know, I, 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 this path of inclusion really happens um, further on my path of awakening. I would say that in the beginning of, of my path, I was really on this netty netty path. And you've mm -hmm. heard of that, right? Not this, yeah. not this, not that, not that. Mm -hmm. So my background's Buddhism. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um so I was always sort of looking like, oh well that that's that's not really me. Yeah. That's not really, you know, emotions would arise. Well, that's not that's not really who I am. It's just an emotion arising mm. or thought would arise, right? It's like, well, that's not really who I am, you know, mm. sense of self would, would arise, right? And that gets subtler to be able to, to feel into that, right? It's like, well, that's not, it's not really who I am, what I am, because it comes and goes too, mm. right? And so I was really on a deconstructive type of path, path, but I wouldn't say that it was a um, rejecting path. Mm. So um, as I awakened to, oh my gosh, I'm awareness. I'm just fast, spacious. Awareness. Wow. It, it didn't occur to me to reject. I was still doing stand-up comedy. I mean, I remember my one of my first real kind of awakening moments. Because, um, you know, awakening happens in moments. And you can kind of, some people can look back and go like, oh, I remember that day. And others mm -hmm. are like, I don't know. It just gradually kind of came mm -hmm. on, right? But for me, I had, you know, I'm super intense and uh, I was super tightly wound, had a lot of condition. I came in with a lot of karma. And so these were always big pops for me. And um, I remember I was driving in LA traffic and I suddenly saw that what I had taken as the self, me, was a, a succession of costumes or like a garb or like an energy that I would put on and then take off and then put on mm -hmm. and take off. And it's been like that my 
whole life. And, and this was an insight about humanity, not just me. Mm-hmm. And I had to pull over. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I got to pull over. I'm in LA traffic. Mm-hmm. And I just rested as, and I didn't know what I was yet, which is interesting because um, I think on the Buddhist path, um, which is a little different from Vedanta or maybe Hinduism. I don't know. I'm not a religious scholar, right? Mm-hmm. But it, there's more of a pointing to like, what are you? You are that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear any of any of that mm-hmm. uh, in in the teachings. I was just hearing, you're not the self. You're not the self. Discover mm-hmm. discover that. There wasn't like, well, what am I, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I knew what I wasn't, and I dropped into or recognized this luminous emptiness. Mm. So I could only sort of recognize myself as luminous emptiness. Mm. And for about three weeks, and this was, you know, a glimpse, it was one of those awakenings that like, then it sort of faded, like three, Mm. three, four weeks later. But But for about a month, I was going around to the different comedy clubs in LA, still keeping my, um, my appointments, my, my shows, and I, I just remember being in the back of like the comedy store, maybe the Laugh Factory or something like that. One of these like big comedy clubs in LA. Mm-hmm. And the place was full and I'm just luminous emptiness. There's mm-hmm. nothing arising. There was nothing arising and like Sarah Taylor coming to the stage. <laughs> but somehow there was walking that was happening. Somehow there was walking to the stage. Somehow Mm. there was a grabbing of the microphone. Mm. Somehow there was an opening of the mouth and somehow words were coming out and somehow they were eliciting laughter. Somehow (laughs) I remembered my jokes, right? Mm -hmm. Luminous emptiness was doing stand up Mm. in LA. And um, so I I kept doing my life. Yeah. I'd go, I'd go on meditation retreats because I, th- mm. I do think retreat is important. Yeah. You know, um, but I think if humanity is to evolve into whatever we're becoming, right. Mm. Um, maybe a more conscious species, who knows more awake, more enlightened mm. um, species. I don't know. Um, we can't do it in the hills and the caves of the Himalayas, mm. we, we can't, I mean, we can, if that's somebody's path, like yeah. go for it. Um, but as you well know, more people are waking up in their modern life, you know, mm. and they can't put it on hold. They have children or they have school, mm. you know, or they have work that yeah. they have to get to and they have to catch the bus, you know, yeah. and, and nature's so smart, right? Nature's yeah. so smart. Like, yeah, this is what, the human species needs there was no you know and I also I had to make a living and you know I was doing massage at the time and then eventually Mm. started teaching meditation and doing energy work with people really before these awakenings kind of started rocking and kicking Mm. my butt um but I you know I had to keep I had to keep going Mm. there was no there was no break there was no retreating from the world longer than like a 10-day or a 15-day retreat or Mm. a five-day retreat right (laughs) and um so I think that's that's a gift, you know. I think mm. when people sort of complain about like, ah, I just want to go away and like leave my life behind and just mm. go on a three-month meditation retreat or go on a if you are called mm. to go on a three-year 
meditation retreat or three month or whatever, my God, do it, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying like, don't do it. But but there's also beauty in, you know, if your path, if you, if you can't do it, mm. you can't get away, you don't have the money, you don't have the time, the kids are too small, whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like, it seems like for you, and I feel like that as well, it's kind of like integration is kind of a, just a natural thing that just happens. And maybe... Yeah. Because I do see, but maybe it's like everyone is at different kind of stages in their waking up to the truth of themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I use those words. Sure. Um, maybe everyone's at different stages, but like I think it kind of has to happen. The integration has to happen. But yeah. you know, though you say like you you take time for a retreat and it's important. So if you keep that as important, it's always here with you. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're doing in your life, you in your heart that's what's important but then of course like you have to eat and you have to make money to pay your rent or whatever it is so your life just continues to move (laughs) like it can't yeah (laughs) it's like it's like whether we like it or not you know it's like oh well rent is due I guess I'd love to just sit and meditate for 10 hours and not you know go to my restaurant job or, or you know go to my job as an attorney or whatever it is but yeah you know as awakening unfolds we can get real kind of signals about what is aligned with our path and as our consciousness becomes more um as our as our being as our humanity becomes more saturated Mm. in this um awakeness awake consciousness right we can we we also need to listen to the subtle pushes and nudges like no not over there over here go here yeah you know like listening when i work with people i like them to listen to the yeses and the no's that are in their body Mm. because if somebody is a real dedicated spiritual practitioner they'll kind of say well i'm not gonna you know the no's are just that's aversion right Mm. or resistance or Mm. the yeses are grasping or greed or clinging Mm. right that's like not necessarily yeah it's not a mistake that we have these bodies and we're given signals you know about what is truly yeah right for us so i think part of integration too is sort of refining our expression in the world Mm. yeah meaning like looking at our relationships yeah you know looking at the work we do Mm. and i do think it's very important to talk about it in a way because like i love my teacher obviously (laughs) very much who's your teacher um, I have a teacher who is um, a disciple of it. He's a disciple of Muji. Nobody, not many oh, people lovely. probably know him. His name is Ananta oh, and nice. he lives in India. And I just have a kind of connection with him, you know, unexplainable. Mm-hmm. I just love yep. him <laughs> unexplainably. Um, and I totally value his way of teaching, you know, but his teaching is very, very direct, always pointing back mm-hmm. to the truth of who you are, no matter mm-hmm. what anybody brings. You know, now he's always very loving and kind as well. Like if people bring different things, like depending on the person, but he is very, very much direct and always pointing back. So I have sometimes conversations with friends who know him (laughs) and then they know other teachers as well, you know, and this kind of topic comes up like about, you know, like kind of what you're saying, like we need to, like if we're interested in spirituality and living as this discovery like the something our humanity gets refined 
but there are some kind of spiritual teachers like my teacher for example he doesn't talk about that at all even when you kind of try to engage him like no he sounds (laughs) Um, wonderful he is very wonderful um but he doesn't engage that way at all and of course like for me it was great and I also see that like I said I think it's actually a natural thing like so within yourself if you kind of bring yourself back to what the pointing is all the time naturally you're I don't know what it is maybe your humanity like you said but your humanity your spirit your heart and all that kind of it's refining itself like it's not it's a kind of a, just a natural thing like just the same way like an apple tree has a kind yes. of I'm thinking of an apple tree because I have one in the garden it has oh, nice. a <laughs> it has a process that follows you know like first the leaves come and then the flowers come and then the fruit comes so they they kind of come as a natural thing so I think even within a human <laughs> like I don't yeah. think there is one way like probably everyone's different but it, there is a just a natural thing so the thing is that maybe some people think you don't need to talk about it at all because it just happens naturally so that's kind of like my argument but I also have inside me that I actually really think it's important to talk about it as well <laughs> yeah. yeah I you know it and it's important to remember that these are teachings yeah these are teachings yeah really They're just not, to get you connected whole, to your yeah it, if so, like I work with some people who have no interest in awakening, right? But yeah. we're working on them integrating the most authenticity into their life as possible, the most yeah. stillness, presence. Mm. And somehow they start to then discover their true nature. Oh my God, how did that happen, right? Yeah. Or people who come to me who have discovered on some to some depth their true nature, but want to learn how to integrate into their mm. life, right? Mm. <clears throat> so... Um, A teacher really has to go with what their forte is and what really calls to them. And and there is use for that type of teaching where it just takes the sword. And it's like, nope, it's kind of that nutty, nutty thing that I had in the beginning. Nope, nope, that's not you. Nope, that's not you. What remains? Emotions Mm -hmm. come and go. The sense Mm -hmm. of who you are comes and goes. But what remains? What Mm -hmm. has always been here? Once that's been realized, mm. it it can be easier to a certain extent to begin including mm. all your human bits, mm. right? And, you know, you talked about nature, which I really, I love that because, you know, nature is surrendered to this movement of, mm. pheno- of the phenomenal world. Yeah. So if we're subtly resisting, like, but, but you know, my job isn't me, so I'm not going to pay attention to it, or it's dumb, <laughs> it doesn't matter, it's an illusion, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, <clears throat> it's like, okay, well, when you're hungry at the end of the month, you'll, but that's not an illusion, it's, you actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, have to just... eat to keep your body going so that consciousness mm-hmm. can live through you and radiate. Um, so, so I think it's, it's, there's a time and a place, and I really respect teachers who are just like, I'm not going to mess with that because, you know, also some teachers, maybe, you know, they don't want to go into the psychological and emotional realms with people either, which I totally respect because Mm. um, I think it's really helpful to have a therapist. You know, I've had therapy along the way, trauma practitioners, uh, awake people who were also therapists or somatic uh, trauma resolution therapists um, Mm. because 
we, we, you know, there is something that it has always been here and always will be. Mm-hmm. And there is a beautiful nature that is arising all the time and becoming different and aging and growing and getting bigger and smaller and moving and mm-hmm. having likes and dislikes that that we need to learn how to work with if we know ourselves as the great vastness as the great mm-hmm. love or whatever we want to call it then we can then we drop the resistance mm-hmm. and we're surrendered to the details of our life being included yeah because I've found like to talk about direct experience, right? It's with unity consciousness dawning, you know, on my path, like it just seemed absurd to exclude anything. Yeah. Everything wants to come home to the heart, to mm-hmm. to the big heart that we are, right? To the big yeah. great essence that we are. Mm. And so and so that's a really wonderful way to integrate is to rest as as being. Mm. And then welcome. And then welcome everything. It doesn't mean we cling to it. it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we yeah. get confused and think we are what arises. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I wonder how or what do you see, how it kind of affects your life, you know, so being in touch with um let's say unity consciousness or um what other words did you use i like what you used something like oh, illuminated emptiness oh right luminous luminous emptiness. luminous emptiness yeah i like this word um so kind of finding that here in your heart and then you know and then you're you see your your body you know, you saw like Sarah Taylor going up on stage and doing a comedy show and people were laughing. It's like, <laughs> Luminous Emptiness is doing it. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Luminous Emptiness. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder how does that come into your life and comedy? And mm-hmm. I haven't listened to much of your comedy. I only listened to one <laughs> clip, which was all I could find, but I liked it. And um, I usually don't really don't like comedy because yeah, obviously yeah. not because I don't like laughing because I do like laughing (laughs) but I find comedy can be a bit like people are kind of slagging people and all Mm -hmm. but I felt like if you're coming from this kind of lightness (laughs) um, in your heart maybe some of that comes true in your comedy do you find that or does it not yeah I I don't it's very hard for me to um uh engage in mean comedy yeah you know so um what i find more and more now with with do when i do comedy is that i'm more of a channel for humanity mm-hmm. so um you know if the collective's really angry about something right mm-hmm. i can get up there and channel that anger through mm-hmm. my comedy and it doesn't feel sticky to me. It's not, yeah. you know, on some level, it's not my anger, right? Yeah. I can feel anger. Mm-hmm. Sure. It yeah. arises and, and well, it's not who I am. It's just like a wave, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so I more and more through the years have felt like just a channel for the human experience. Mm. And, um, you know, 
the realization of what I am has has really it evolves, right? You know, mm. there they say there are stages to awakening, right? So like this luminous emptiness, right? This nothingness, this great awareness, this which can include like witness consciousness, right? Mm. Um, and then something begins blossoming at the heart where you're like, oh wow, I'm everything. Mm. So I'm empty, I'm I'm this vibrant alive nothingness, but I'm also this vibrant everythingness. And then that that really starts filling out more and more and more, right? Mm. And and then eventually, the the nothingness and the everythingness that the I gets taken out of the equation. Mm. So there's just nothingness and everythingness, mm. and it's all happening, right? Mm. It's all happening, <clears throat> and. So I just feel like it's important that people know that uh, how how like awakening evolves too, mm. you know. Like we can have an early my yeah. earliest awakenings. That that's not the place I'm living from now. Even though yeah. that was an important piece to cracking me open. Mm. Yeah. So so yeah so so there's the, there's this feeling especially in recent years that this great big everythingness is working through me <laughs> you mm. know whereas before it was like oh emptiness is animating me mm. well now the great big everythingness mm. divine everythingness is is moving me and having me speak and having me tell a joke and walk across the stage and mm. call out somebody in the front row who looks bored right <laughs> um <clears throat> but um but yeah, I I I uh I have no idea why I was drawn to comedy. I think it's weird, uh, quite honestly, <laughs> because it was like the year that I got into Buddhism and began meditating was the year mm. I felt completely called mm. to start doing stand-up comedy in my 30s. I'd been yeah. a trained actress and all this stuff, but so I think sometimes um, you know, just like an apple tree wants to have a branch that has a bigger apple over here and then mm. this other branch is sort of kind of gravitating towards having a bunch of little smaller apples or whatever mm. we we can really start picking apart like why is this happening and what am I doing <laughs> and we can get very in our head about it right <clears throat> at some point I was like I don't know this is what I do I have no freaking clue um <laughs> yeah. so so I guess to answer your question yeah I mean um it's gotten weirder. I think I've said weird like a few times now. Um, but but to try to, um, I, I think earlier I, I had more stuff that I could get worked up about and bring mm -hmm. on stage. I mean, I'll, we'll always have, you know, things, pain or um, mm -hmm. or anger about something, an injustice, a social injustice or mm -hmm. our confusion. Like, I'm really confused. Why is life like this? You know, just because we're yeah. awake doesn't mean we figured out everything, right? So there's a <laughs> lot to chew on as a comedian. Mm. But I will say that in recent years that it has become harder to kind of find the motivation that used to drive me like, oh, my God, I'm having this struggle in my life. I've got to turn it into a bunch of jokes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, sometimes I just I'm like, oh, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. You know, and I have my act, but mm. um, so I'm in a process of sort of discovering what wants to come through now. Mm. Um, and I'm actually uh, having a little retreat from 
um, stand-up comedy right now, like the past two months. And mm. um, I'm, I'm emceeing some women's film festival, the uh, uh, City of Angels Women's Film Festival. And September, I'm going to be emceeing it and doing comedy and everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really lovely, really wonderful celebration of women in, in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I'm, um, I'm feeling called right now to, to get a little quieter. Mm. and so um yeah these are just these these movements Mm. right that we listen to you know that's actually what I was gonna bring up next but I think you've already answered I was gonna ask you kind of about ambition like because this Mm -hmm. is a question sometimes I have a friend and she specifically asks everyone this kind of thing like she's like what do you really want from life you know this the essence of what do you really want or what do you really desire and I have a really hard time finding anything that I really want like (laughs) you know like it's kind of like well like just I feel like everything's just fine like I don't mind if I just die today or something it's fine like I mean I don't Mm -hmm. want to die today yeah right (laughs) but I get it I get Um, it but then like I think like my mind thinks maybe that's because of like the journey and all that I've been on but maybe that's just my personality (laughs) I don't think everyone is like that and I'm also seeing that there is a place for you know wanting to like to have an ambition you know wanting to do something better or do the next thing but I think kind of I don't know there isn't really a clear question but like just what if you have any maybe ambitions or desires in your own life or something that you feel like you need to achieve Or does that kind of awakening satisfy that? It's a good thing to explore. It's a, Mm. it's a beneficial thing to explore because I think it's one of the subjects on the awakening path Mm. that gets really confusing for people. So, you know, we incarnate out of desire, right? I mean, I I can't really speak to like why we, why we all incarnate, right? I don't know everything, but, um, you know, it seems that desire, this mechanism, this motor that keeps us coming into life after life after life Mm. is because there's want, we're wanting to express something, Mm. discover something, be something, um, you know, just explore something and, and how we do that is through experience Mm. and on, on the path, ambition and will falls away. I mean, there were long stretches of time where I didn't want to do anything. And Mm. in fact, I quit stand up after the first awakening that I had, Mm. um, which wasn't that one that I was telling you about. I really kind of see that more as a, maybe somebody could say that was an awakening. I guess it was, I don't know, (laughs) but, um, there was one that came a couple of years later that was real, really, really profound. And, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and I quit. Mm-hmm. Like I stopped a bunch of things in my life that did not, I, I wasn't called. And, and what was happening is, is will, you know, that personal will starts to fall away. It starts to ebb. And, you know, so many teachers have said this, right? That something else begins to take its place. We're an instrument, though. We're a receiver Mm -hmm. set. We're a transmitter. So we've got to kind of get an, we've got to upgrade to that. And that's a natural thing, as you're talking about. It's nature. We're we're adapting. Nature adapts. So we begin to adapt to wherever we're at on the awakening path. So after about four or five years, I was like, ah, I really want to get on stage again. Yeah. And I was like, 
okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. And I began to do comedy again, but this time I started doing it in yoga, at yoga studios and crystal shops and um, mm -hmm. spiritual centers and, and things like that, which felt really good. But I was also still getting on, you know, comedy club stages and, you know, um, yeah, telling dick jokes, as they say. Um, but, um, and I think it's important for us to go where we're called because it will also bring up our conditioning. It'll bring up the places where, where that still need to wake up. Yeah. So, so thus began like another little leg of the journey, which was like, um, it was sort of trigger triggering on a lot of levels, you know, and then, and then I'd have to see through the triggers and, and, mm. and work with it or kind of see where, oh, well, what is happening is a reflection of my early childhood trauma. So maybe I should mm. go see somebody and talk to somebody about it. And, and it just kept moving. And then, and then there was the the awakening to, to unity. And then that, that was so inclusive, you know, I, I didn't stop doing stand up, even though I did take a break, take a break after that awakening, because mm -hmm. Again, the, the software is upgrading the software of our nervous system, yeah. our brain, our bodies, our energy field, our energy mm -hmm. system is upgrading. And, and so then began like another kind of chapter of things, um, you know, all the while working with people and teaching and supporting people. But I think um, and ambition is an interesting word because I don't know if I would use that word for what um, is motivating me when I wake up in the morning anymore. Mm. But I will say that um, if there's something that I feel called to express and embody this lifetime, mm. it's just total authenticity yeah. and, mm. um, and integration mm. and to be a multifaceted expression of the divine. Mm, that's a really good expression. Um, good, a good, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a different word that's not ambition, but it's a good ambition. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you're going to be driven by something, right? Yeah, and, um, and you're doing pretty good so far. Well, you know, I, I think I have a ways to go, but thank you. Um, mm. You know, it's, we're, it's just going to, it's going to be a refining process yeah. until we, until we drop the body. Yeah. And that's the play. That's the fun of it. Like it's, it's, it's play, you know, yeah. on some level. Right. Mm. Yeah. And we feel like we've, like there's nothing left to do or something. Yeah. yeah, well, we can just sit here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe nobody feels like that. Sometimes people express like that as if they feel like that. But I think mm -hmm. everything comes in, in phases. As a, like I felt like that for a few, mm -hmm. a few, uh, maybe a week or something. <laughs> I remember just feeling like, oh, I think, I think all my conditioning is gone. There's nothing here. <laughs> and then There's life quickly, left. yeah, life quickly came and right. <laughs> showed me. I can right. say that. Like, Totally. It, it's, it happens to everybody. And I also thought you were like, well, I don't feel like there's anything more to talk about in this conversation. I'm like, all right, cool. This is chill. <laughs> um, be, in the, be in the transmission of, of divine love and, and presence yeah. that we're both grooving in. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's these stages. So, you know, you know, that feeling of just sort of like, there's nothing to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. I also had this these words come to me the other day. I was talking. I don't mean to curse, but I have to curse. <laughs> um, so yeah. these words just came like fuck ambition, choose happiness. <laughs> it was fuck a message. Ambition, choose happiness. I love yeah. that. I felt Girl, like it was it was I'm just a message for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're choosing happiness, like it's not like that you're just choosing happiness sitting down. Like you might be just sitting down having a cup of tea, yeah. but like maybe something makes you feel it feels good when you think about it. So like, yeah, go and do it. Why not? Yeah. You know, like all those yeah. little impulses that we have, like whatever. Life yeah. guiding us in its different ways. Just, yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah, there's nothing to do in the way yeah. that we used to do, right? Yeah. But there's doing happening. Yeah, because I think it's like we think, I think in the world we think of ambition as we need to achieve something. Yes. Because if we achieve it, then only then we'll like, feel fulfilled or something right right but Th maybe... that's how we'll get happiness yeah but if you're exactly. saying screw ambition choose yeah. happiness <laughs> you you really already get that that we don't need ambition to be happy yeah but that's the illusion mm. that people get into that that their ambition is going to take them somewhere mm. that will make them happy yeah and you know so it's like I mean, I love that we're talking about this because so as a performer, mm. you know, and maybe I'll evolve more into like just kind of like the label of writer performer, which kind of feels more right for me. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, there can be a calling to share, to just share your to share your light, to share uh, beingness. Mm -hmm to share this particular flavor of the divine that you're manifesting as, and mm -hmm. it's a natural desire to share. Mm -hmm. So I, so I naturally want audiences. Yeah, That's not ambition driving me so much as like, mm -hmm. well, the more people who come to my shows or the more people who come to my full moon circle or my channeling events, mm -hmm. then, 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 then the more I can share this, this, that is, is, radiating and wanting to be shared and wanting mm. to spark a recognition in others yeah and so so some might look at it like oh well you know why are you you're still posting on social media you post comedy clips you tell people to come to your comedy shows you do marketing you send out a newsletter sarah <laughs> telling people to sign up for your full moon circle mm. um you know don't you just want to just rest and let everything just unfold it's like no I mean, yes, <laughs> but also I, I want people there. The more people who, who show up, the better, mm. the, the, it's, 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 I'm, I get to be of benefit in the way that I feel like I'm wired to mm. do this lifetime. Yeah. So, so we can have a sort of like, I guess it's not even an ambition, but a calling and a, mm. and a soul drive, right. Mm. Towards um, sharing ourselves towards sharing ourselves and so you know somebody who wants to be a graphic artist and you know get their work out there or somebody who wants to have a podcast and have more and more people listen mm. to it it's not necessarily ambition that might be driving you mm. it's that you're you want to share you want to share this yeah we really can't judge somebody else by what they're doing you know I think it's a kind of yes. it's just a kind of a human uh mind thing I mean like we we tend to get into like comparing and judging and measuring That's you know right. I even heard there's this kind of 
type of spirituality where like you can measure people's like awakeness. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah and they, they have like good times, num- good party game. <laughs> Sit around. They give them numbers and all. But like I really I mean I'm not interested in that at all. And I really don't feel like we can, <laughs> you know, and we can kind of that static, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean you can probably have an idea you can't measure it and like I don't think we should really want to but we can have an idea about inside ourselves you know like we know if it's in harmony with what we're doing with what we're kind of feeling or like you said it's really like being authentic and kind of like slowing down and listening more to the little small impulses inside us so we can know that so it doesn't really matter what it looks like outside like maybe we hear something an impulse that says you need to go to the park and shout at the top of your voice <laughs> or whatever. I don't right. know. You know, why not? Why <laughs> so not? You, you look like a crazy person in the park. You, like, you might, to somebody, you might look like a crazy person and to somebody else, you might look like someone expressing, <laughs> um, you, you know, your joy. Yeah. You know, who, who, who knows? <laughs> I'm not very well, good with examples. <laughs> <laughs> I think your examples are great. I'm <laughs> picturing myself going to the park down the street and just yelling. <laughs> somebody would call the police probably. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, we also see people from the level of consciousness that we're at. Not always, not always, right? But um, yeah, because I can look at people and I, I, you know, I might not know what's, you know, my work is an intuitive, but it's like, I, I don't, that doesn't mean I know everything, right? But mm. so if somebody sees me getting on state stages or something, but then also giving a talk that is deep with a lot of silence and stillness and, kind of a resonant energy in the room people get actually confused Mm. um because they're like well if i was going to get on stage it would take a lot of ego or it would take a lot of drive and ambition to do that so i can't imagine her doing that from a different place you know what i mean yeah and we're very i think we do we're all kind of naturally intuitive like we can all kind of feel each other now without really even knowing that we do so some of us might get the message in our mind that we know (laughs) or maybe not even our mind maybe a different like a kind of a knowing but i actually feel like we all get that and we all know it like somehow just because we're all just kind of energetic beings as well for sure yeah I, i mean i always like people to kind of listen to the yeses and the noes in their body how does a yes feel? Yeah. How does a no feel? Mm. And then we just, we, we practice it when we're out and about. Yeah. In the world, in the grocery store. Should I get this banana or this bunch of bananas, you know? Or <laughs> we're talking to somebody and we feel little yeses and noes, right? Yeah. How many times do we ignore the yeses and noes because of conditioning? We want to be polite. We don't want to hurt somebody's feeling, you know, just to use an example, like what if we're, we're talking to somebody, talking to a stranger and it's lovely at first to chat with them, mm. but then, but then now it's going on too long and my feet are tired and I need to rest mm. and my stomach's rumbling and I'm hungry and I get a wave of, mm. oh, I need to go home. Then it, you know, then it becomes a no, right? And how do you help people to tune into the yes and no? Because when you're saying it now, it sounds like your way of expressing, really getting in touch with your, really the way life wants to move, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And being out of our, yeah, being out of our usual over overly thinking mind kind yeah. of, so really just feeling the, I kind of feel like there's a flow, like, <laughs> like, so yeah. you're, 
I mean, it, it'd be really hard to go against the flock, but like, I think we can, but it doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, you know, but I wonder how do you help people to tune into the yes and no's? Well, yeah, I mean, the flow, like you said, it's, it's the flow is the flow and the flow is in all yeses. Mm. You know, there's like a river will flow and it'll flow around a rock or it'll go over it. You know, so, so the first thing that I, I like to, to remind people and really reassure people that, that your yeses and your nos aren't bad mm. because we're real, we can be really conditioned from a young age to be more polite, to be appropriate, yeah, to fit in. We're neurobiologically mm. wired to be a part of the tribe, the community, or else we'll die, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of unconscious conditioning that we have. So I, I, I sometimes tell people to like have a notebook and just write down all the yeses and nos in their day. Oh, yeah. um, and, and there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, you're, and, and even maybe there's not even a doing anything with those yeses and nos, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe somebody's getting a big no to their job. Well, yeah. they're still going to it. They're not going to call the boss and say, I quit, you know, or they're, you know, they're getting, they're getting a no to like eating broccoli, right? And they don't Mm. really like broccoli, but it's good for them. They don't have a food (laughs) sensitivity to it, but they just don't like it. And, and they're eating it. Just at least just be truthful with yourself. Just acknowledge what's actually present. Yes. Be truthful with yourself. We don't have, we can be radically honest with ourselves. That's I really love encouraging people mm. to be radically honest with themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's very loving and compassionate. And I think probably, I don't know, I just think probably everybody, but maybe not everybody, but I think we all need to kind of learn that. Maybe all that different, you know, or practice it the deeper and deeper degree. It's almost uh, like, it's so weird how like the natural things are unnatural. <laughs> Like the nat- the things that are natural as a human, like and as we're kind of brought up in society, they're actually unnatural to our spirit. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like, it. yeah, it's like almost like natural to reject things that don't feel good. Let's say, you know, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. a natural thing. But like, I feel like the more we're kind of in our hearts, let's say, for lack of better words then like our heart actually wants to not reject anything. Our heart doesn't really want to reject pain or anything uncomfortable at all. Like yeah. It's and just neutral, we don't want it? to reject. Yeah. Or we, and we don't want to reject. No, we don't yeah. want to reject the, exactly. the, the recognition that something might not be really good for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a subtle way of working with that. Yes. And surrender is like, I'm going to surrender to, to the nose that I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, um, how many times have we been in a toxic relationship or a toxic mm. engagement with somebody? And, and, but because, well, I got to be real spiritual. So I'm just going to be love and light and just still yeah. have them in my life or yeah. whatever. And it's like, wait a minute, nature is, is trying to tell you, you know, there are plants that are poisonous, right? Or there are plants that are poisonous to some animals, um, but are not uh, poisonous to humans or vice mm. versa. Mm-hmm. So, so certain situations, certain relationships, certain ways of engaging and relating mm-hmm. might, might feel toxic. And so yeah. we, we don't want to disappear into our beautiful, yummy, 
unity consciousness, right? Of like, well, I'm just welcoming everything. So it means it's all a big, yeah. a big yes, right? And <laughs> we let somebody, right. you know, really not respect our boundaries or, um, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that's a kind of a refinement, I suppose. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, something that's in my consciousness to say to you is so you said a while ago that you're kind of on a a little bit of a break from comedy and you're kind of feeling like being drawn inwards yeah um yeah so, but, but check in with me two months from now yeah or even tomorrow you never know yeah now. right exactly um, exactly um so I don't know. I want to kind of like engage it on that level. I don't know exactly <laughs> what to say, but like, what's that like for you to feel like you want to be quiet? Like, do you feel like you want to sit quiet or, or uh, is it just a kind of a feeling that's kind of mm. pulling you inwards that you don't want to engage so much in the world or well, is it contemplative? You know, I'm still, it... Yeah, I'm still doing my thing, but mm. um you know, I found myself kind of having this time in in July. So right now it's towards the end of August, right? Mm -hmm. In in July, um, needing to tend to some other things in my life and um, having to say no to some comedy gigs. And, um, and then I found like, you know, about two weeks went by and I was like, oh, wow, I'm not out at 10 at night in a crowded place mm -hmm. with people drinking and and ordering a plate of fries at 10 30 p.m and mm -hmm. then getting in my car and driving home and then feeling wired from you know and happy from all the people and mm -hmm. all the energies I came in contact with and then getting in bed at one in the morning and then getting up a little tired at 7 a.m it was mm -hmm. like there was this restful thing happening that I was like oh maybe this is just a little vacation and so I just started listening to it like yeah like I'm enjoying staying in at night because when you work as a stand-up comedian, you're you're out, you're traveling, you you're um, you're out at night, and then during the day, I'm I'm you know uh, seeing people, I'm seeing clients on Zoom and Skype and phone mm -hmm. sessions, and um, still leading groups and stuff. It's a very busy life, mm -hmm. so I was just feeling like just right now um, to just kind of get a little quieter and slow down and simplify my life. So I'm working with folks, I'm doing my um events you know like I have a new yeah. moon circle on zoom coming up on yeah. Saturday right and then I have a full moon circle that's like an in-person thing in Ojai in a couple of weeks but um yeah just naturally um simplifying simplifying mm. and 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 winding down when the sun goes down mm. and getting up you know when the sun goes up maybe a little bit afterwards I'm more of a night person <laughs> and and listening to my body about the foods I want to eat mm. you know because I I think too you know when you're very uh open and sensitive and um you know um you can also absorb a lot of energy you know so yeah. it's nice to take a little a little break from it yeah. and and be in your own kind of place so I'm just meditating I'm writing I'm writing a book actually mm. and so that has been calling me mm. to get back to my book mm. which I sort of set aside a few years ago because I got so busy with stand-up mm. so, can I ask you what is it a book 
or is it? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's about um, you know one woman's journey of waking up in in Hollywood, <laughs> and you know kind of the stuff that we've been talking about about what it's like to wake up while while continuing to lead a modern life in a city in 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 Los Angeles in the ego capital of the world mm-hmm. where everybody's trying to be somebody. Mm. You know, I thought maybe I wanted to call the book "How to Be a Nobody in Hollywood." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have a couple of connotations yeah, to it, right? Everyone wants to be a somebody, in. right? And here, here I've been just becoming more and more and more of of nobody. Mm. Just the edges of the self, just just dissolving, getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner, in a city that tells you to be somebody. It's mm. very beautiful. I think Thanks. people will be able to relate to that wherever they are. I hope so. You know, yeah. because I think like I live in just a very mediocre town <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but like I love the way you just said that a mediocre town. <laughs> <laughs> um but even then, like I think like for parts of my life, like I always like imagined like I want to be like somebody I'm going to like be famous or something. <laughs> like somewhere. Maybe I didn't think it in words, but yeah. like there's always that kind of energy, like you're always trying to do something or achieve something. Yeah. But like when you just kind of let that go and like just kind of you're actually settling into the truth that you actually are a nobody. <laughs> You've yes, always been right? a nobody. And you're actually <laughs> finally admitting to yourself and not trying to be something anymore. It's like Oh my god it's so great but like yeah. so that's why I say like so you're in this place where like in LA where everyone's trying to be a somebody and it's kind of like it's a it's a symbol isn't it it's like a symbol yeah. in the world yeah. for I think what we can all um experience even in like this like mediocre so it's like a mediocre yeah. town <laughs> she <laughs> came from a mediocre town yeah. <laughs> but became incredible <laughs> She became a somebody finally. And then you just sort of like cut to the person just sitting there eating a sandwich. You know, <laughs> yeah. surprise. It's all ordinariness. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I wonder if you would like, is there anything in your heart that you would like to share with anybody who might be listening? I guess just, um, yeah, we've talked about so much. I just love kind of encouraging people to get radically honest with our, mm-hmm. with themselves about what's true for them yeah. because relative level truth is not separate from truth with a capital T mm-hmm. it, in that it's what's a, it's, it's, um, it's undeniable, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if your truth is that you don't, you don't like a ham sandwich, then, you know, that's, we can't pretend otherwise, right? Mm. Or tofu sandwich, right? (laughs) But so I, I find that that for anybody who wants to awaken to their true nature, that a really wonderful way to start is, is listening to the truth in their body about what is a yes and what is a no. And getting radically honest about what doesn't work for you in your life, what does, mm. what lights you up, 
all these little details that we think sometimes aren't important on the spiritual path. Oh, it's just my, it's just my relative level life. Yeah. No, no. If, if we can really start to see clearly our life and our wants, our needs, our boundaries, then, then we can also see what's underneath everything. I like this. It's very wonderful because everybody is here with their life, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's not like something, you know, sometimes, and you can discover truth, like from right here, like, but like you say, just being radically honest with what's here with you, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like something mystical and mysterious because, yeah. you know, like spirituality is presented like that. There's something that's like it's beyond this world (laughs) and it's so mysterious and then it feels like it's so alien you know it's something that's not here and like it's like even though it's not like that but it can it sounds like that so I like this way it's very um grounded and uh real and what's that I don't know what the word is but like what's the word this word's coming that I don't think it's the right words but like tangible and real Mm -hmm. like we can it's something for everyone we, yeah like you know we can exactly. practice it yeah because if we if we are in the habit if mm. we condition ourselves to turn away from relative level truth the details of our lives mm. then we are habituated to turn away from our true nature yeah just as much yeah this is good I think so too. So nice to talk with you. Yeah, so nice to talk with you. Thank you for being to speak with me. Thank you for mm. I love Susanna Marie uh is a dear, yeah. dear, dear friend. And she said I, I told Amba she needs to mm. talk to you. Is it Amba or Amba? Amba. 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 I feel like I'm I've trying to make her... it fancy by calling you Amba. Amba. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I've been in your healing room. nice i know it's nice yeah i like it it works we've got a crystal singing bowl over there at one point i smelled some incense i don't know it could have been coming from my room but like i I felt like it was coming from your room i felt like the smell was just like that's great that's great no incense but there is an aromatherapy diffuser so um (laughs) you're you're smelling the lavender (laughs) okay so thank you so much and um thank you I guess that if people want to get in touch with you, is that okay if they wanted to yeah, do some work with you for sure. one-on-one sessions or something? Is that I a said possibility? that very LA of me, for sure. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my, my website for the spiritual work that I do is lightofyourbeing.org, lightofyourbeing.org. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you can find out about my comedy and acting and silly videos I make on sarahtaylor.org. Oh, um, but lightofyourbeing.org is, is for working with me. Yeah. Okay. And if you go to sarahtaylor.org, if I go there, will I find some of your comedy? Because I'd like to listen to some. Yeah, there's a, there's a number of clips there. And th- oh. there's, there's some clips of like, uh, you know, shows I've done where I'm talking about uh, spirituality and being a mm. Buddhist and, you know, different stuff. Well, and also about how annoying orchids are because they always kind of die on me. Oh, but, yeah. um, <laughs> there's a, there's a whole, um, and I, I've made these videos with a teddy bear in my car for some years, oh. sort of talking to him, uh, talking about the relative level details of life relationships, um, mm. with my teddy bear in my car, which some people found were funny. Oh, um, it sounds funny. <laughs> but I don't know. 
hey, you know what? Comedy is subjective and um, everybody <laughs> finds different things funny. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying it, that's the most important thing. Exactly. It's got to be fun. Yeah. And um, just before we say goodbye, I'm just want to say I'm appreciating all those little rainbows that are all around. There's a little rainbow in your face. and a little Oh, that's down. the... Um, you know that's so great it's these little crystals that hang in my window and um in in the summer and the spring the the trees were so filled with leaves that the rainbows weren't coming through but now that it's the end of august and the leaves are falling off the trees mm -hmm. i remember thinking the other day like oh the leaves are falling off the trees it's going to be more bare and i thought yeah but hey plus side is those rainbows are going to come through the window <laughs> now through that crystal because the light's gonna not have the the trees blocking it so <laughs> they're really we really are going into um the fall because the light's oh, yeah. coming through and there are rainbows through the crystal in my window <laughs> <laughs> everything changes everything's moving it's been so pleasant to speak with you thank you so much oh thank you it's been wonderful to speak with you Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope our paths will cross again sometime. I hope so too. You've been delightful. Mm -hmm.